But the first thing you really got to do is position your business to make you money. I've had a lot of conversations in the past two years since this pandemic began, all this stuff. And I hear the same thing. They're so focused on the wrong things. And then when it comes to me asking them simple questions, how much money have you made in the last 30 days? What's your plan for 2022? How much money do you need to achieve to get to where you need to be? They get quiet. True, I feel uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about that. And if you're not making money, that's not making you feel small or bad or that you can't get money. That means you haven't done enough to position your business to get you money. For your business to make an impact that you want, for your business to prove everybody else wrong, literally needs one thing, money, M-O-N-E-Y. Idergress Squad, listen up. This is the moment where I remind you that Idergress is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, which has assembled amazing audio adventures to help you listen, learn, and grow. One audio avenger I want to spotlight for you is Benjamin Shapiro of the MarTech Podcast. With episodes you can listen to in under 30 minutes, just like mine, the MarTech Podcast shares stories from world-class marketers who use technology to generate growth and achieve business and career success all on your lunch break. I sincerely found so much value from Ben's recent three-part interview series with William Tyree, CMO of Revenue.O, covering topics like, is marketing ops dead? How RevOps is taking over roles? MarTech and Sales Tech Convergence. The conversation ranged from how to maximize revenue to embrace RevOps to artificial intelligence and cooperation. But Ben covers everything you can think of in the MarTech space, from sports marketing to black entrepreneurs' experience with Calvin Brown to the biggest trend in social media marketing that will impact startups to the rise of the millennial B2B decision maker to how founders can start building their brand on a limited budget and so much more. If you think about the value you're getting in under 30 minutes from just listening to I Digress, then you will get even more value listening to the MarTech Podcast with Benjamin Shapiro, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. So, Troy, talking about stacking some checks and money in your business, I want to open up just asking you, like, what is a money mindset in your business? Like, what has you passionate about this topic and talking about it? You know, I learned that a lot of people are passionate about making an impact, but you need money to make a bigger impact. A lot of SMBs, you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're an army of one, maybe you're army of 10, whatever. You do have to have a relationship with your mind around money. Money allows you access. Money allows you network. Money allows you to delegate things you don't want to do. Spend more time doing what you love to do, baby. And so many times we just don't understand how to acquire money. We have a bad relationship with money. And once we recognize that money will allow us to do things that we want to make that bigger impact, those passion projects, you know, different things like that, then you can really scale. Well, Trey, you're really talking about like psychology and all these other things. How does that apply to me in business? And Jessica knows this better than anybody. Relationship marketing is the key. But when you're deeper into that relationship marketing, you have to have a mindset of how I'm going to give this value and not convince, but compel and command through confidence and conviction that what I'm offering is not only going to get the result that you want, it's worth the price for. I mean, you can have all the features listed. But we all know this. Right. Stories sell. Factions tell. So with your mindset, you have to understand a different approach. I'm not trying to pitch myself to death. Those mm-hmm. who want what I want will identify mm-hmm. themselves, 
qualify themselves and mm-hmm. activate themselves to buy it. You got to be chill with it. You got to be chill with it. Oh my God. That's the key right there, Troy. I, you just hit it because I feel like so many people like you and like everybody in the comments is like, I love Troy. Megan says, I love me some Troy. Don't we all love us some Troy? Andreas it says the same. People like you that are a lover of people. You have a passion for people, you care, you show up with heart, integrity, and just the passion of serving. Sometimes we have it in our mind that we have to serve so much that money sometimes is evil or bad or we can't sell. But there is this balance of one, knowing there's no scarcity mindset because there's the other extreme where people are so afraid to to share, talk, give away anything because they feel like if I do, it's going to be gone or somebody else is going to get there first. But the other extreme of that is if I show up and ask for money or show that my thing is of value and it's worthy of being paid for, that it's somehow dirty or bad or or whatever. And, and like you just said, you're not selling people to death. They're coming to you wanting it and it's doing something for them to pay for it. I know I value something a lot more when I actually exchange some dollars for it because I take pride that I've invested in that thing. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Troy Sanders. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. talking about a money mindset and not being fearful of money not being fearful of profitability mindset i think there there's that if if my costs are x then i should only charge y because that's reasonable but i i think that you know you kind of want to dispel some of those myths around that this is a very big thing with people of color black people specifically i'm um, a bipoc uh businesses we or can, can be more concerned about volume versus the value. And if we're not seeing volume coming through the door, no one's buying. There's two things that is happening here. If people don't see the value in what you offer at the price that you need, not just just survive out here, because this is how it's here, but to thrive out here where your business is creating the life that you want to take care of your kids' college, impact these things over here, impact these things over there, leave that oasis and go to a different one. One that is an abundancy to where you need to be. I'll be honest. I'm in that boat. I was in that boat. Everyone loves me. They love my authenticity. They love my impact. But I wasn't taking that audience and compelling them to take action to buy what I offer because I was fearful of they're not going to pay the volume or the dollar amount. And we have to release ourselves of that notion. It is perfectly okay to make money. That's what you went into business for. That's what quantifies you as a business. Otherwise, it's just a hobby. If you want to be in business, you must make money. Money then creates the pathway to where you want to achieve. The goals, the visions, all the stuff that you had that you started the business with still there, but you need money to get there. And so it requires us it's a little uncomfortable. I'm a little uncomfortable. We all are a little uncomfortable. And it feels like you're bragging about yourself. But guess what? You are. It's necessary. So people can take you seriously. And so when you're trying to come about that, positioning yourself, you got to tell them what you're doing. You got to get your branding out there and say, I've done this. I'm the top this. I'm the best at what I do. People are going to believe you if you show confidence and conviction.
Hey, I digress, listeners. Can an additional $50,000 change your business right now? If the answer is yes, then this message is for you. The 2022 FedEx Small Business Grant Contest will be awarding over $360,000. Yes, you heard that right. Over $360,000 in grants and services to 10 small businesses. There will be three grand prize winners who will receive $50,000 each. Seven first place winners who will receive $20,000 each. So how do you know if you qualify to participate in the contest? The criteria are simple. You must be a U.S.-based business, have between 1 to 99 employees, have been in business for over six months since February 10th, 2022, and have a shipping need. Can you answer the following questions? Why did you start your business? What does your business do? What do you do differently or better than your competitors? Are there any social causes that are important to your business? And how would you use the winnings to enhance your business? If you meet the criteria and can answer the questions, then you can enter the contest for a chance to win. Again, the three grand prize winners will receive $50,000 each. Seven first place winners will receive $20,000 each. You have until February 28th to submit your entry telling FedEx about your business, your story, and how you would use the grant money to make a significant impact on your business. FedEx is providing a chance to win a grant to help alleviate some of the financial stress and elevate them to next level for 10 small businesses. Why can't one of those businesses be you? You'll never know if you don't apply and find out. Click on the link in the show notes to apply. You can also go to findtroy.com slash links and you'll be able to click and apply to the 2022 FedEx Small Business Grant Contest from there as well. You have a chance to win up to $50,000 to take your small business to the next level. This is a paid ad brought to you by the 2022 FedEx Small Business Grant Contest. Good luck. The scripture that often gets misconceived is like money's the root of all evil. It's like what you do with it and how you obtain it is. But when you can do more good with it, then it's just good, right? And and it's all about, I love that you said, like valuing yourself. And that's a hard thing to get to because so many times, and I know I've been guilty of this. And as you just mentioned, it sounds like you were as well, that when something comes natural to us and we care a lot and we truly want to help others, we sometimes discount ourselves or feel like we can't charge that value level, right? And it's more just like, oh, here's going to help us break even. Like, how do you get to that point? Or how have you got to that point to present yourself and stand firm in that when somebody is coming to your door and saying, I want your services? and, And you're like, here's what it is. Many times we don't practice saying the word no enough. It's not that much that we haven't rehearsed. This is my value. Here's my pitch. Here's my subject. You got your presentation deck. Walk it all in. You're ready to go. And you're like, oh, I heard their story. I can help them. It comes easy to me. How much can you afford? Only that much? 
we can't do that, y'all. We have to learn how to say no. And I always like to say as my, my two-word sales manifesto, disqualify aggressively. I'm having a conversation. Oh, they love me. They love my product. They understand my why. They seem to recognize ideal candidate. They can't afford me. Swerve. Nope. Hey, here's my funnel. Here's my social media. I'm on Clubhouse giving free gems. Cool. I have now switched gears from them being a buyer potential to now being, can you be an advocate? If you can't be an advocate, be an elevator. I've moved the conversation. And we have to understand that not everyone's going to want to buy at the price point, nor should we have to always try to bring ourselves down. A lot of people are dealing with struggles right now. Still, I get it. I'd rather you create a whole new product at a lower price point than offer a discount off your premium services. Because bet, let's say they join, right? They just get back up, right? And now you're trying to raise your prices, right? Yes. Yeah. what? They're like, no, I'm paying for this amount. I ain't paying for another zero with that. Are you kidding right. me? But- if you present a new item, it could be the same thing, but packaged differently at a different price point. They see that as two separate price points, two separate items. Marketing's job is never done. It's about perpetual motion. We must continue to innovate every single day. And then for sales, pretend that every single person you meet has a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. Not only will you succeed in sales, you will succeed in life. And that's from Mary Kay Ash. Growth mindset coupled with marketing and sales effectively is going to give you the money that you need to get you the value that you want, the life that you want to live. But you got to put in the work. Not you've already done the features, but it's the conversations and position. Beautiful. Beautiful. We, we've we've kind of laid some of that groundwork now. And there's uh, there's some small business owners out here that are listening in today and they're thinking about makes sense in the mindset. Now I've got to scale. Um, I've got to get beyond me just trying to do everything. So how does one focus on scaling? Oh, I love this question. And for those who are regulars, y'all already know my clover. It applies to a lot of different things. It's a cool little acronym. I get it. I know I'm the acronym marketing guy. You need to have clarity in your current situation. Y'all thinking about how the business was before the pandemic. Newsflash, we are way past that now. Get clarity on where you are now. Are people buying? Why they're not buying? And if it's meant that this audience that you maybe have built your business on for the past 10 years is no longer valuable for your business success, move on. It's business. You got to go where the people are. So with that being said, I'm not going to go through my whole Clover thing. Y'all already know all that. What I'm going to talk about today to help you mechanic to get your more conversations is leverage language to launch. When you're looking at language, understand who your ideal audience, who your ideal client, who your ideal customer is. What are they seeing? What do they sound? What do they think about? Yeah, y'all already know the audience personas, but are you matching their pain point with the language of the solutions that you solve? With that, they'll create enough demand that they see your price but they know that their pain point is so great. I need that solution even more. And they're not going to think about the price. They're going to find a way to get to that price point. It can be hard to make big dreams a reality when it feels like you're spending all of your time managing your CRM platform. HubSpot CRM platform is purpose-built for scaling with your business and those big dreams of yours so it's impossible to outgrow. With intuitive visual workflows and bot builders, the HubSpot CRM platform can automate campaigns across your website, email, social media, digital ads, and chat for clear communications and zero mixed messages. Come on now, we got this, we got this. With the HubSpot Teams feature, you can organize your account by teams and segment leads, sort through content, and easily view team performance reports. And thanks to sequences, you can create flows to automate sales outreach, follow-up, 
and time personalized emails so you can scale your customer relationships like never before. HubSpot CRM platform is easy to implement and ready to scale. That sounds like the dream for those who listen to the iDigress podcast. Learn more about how the HubSpot CRM platform can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. But most folk, they try to figure out what's the coolest slang saying I can say. I need to have a creative name. I need to do all of these things first, but they're not making any money. Look, if you're not making money, it's just a hobby. If you're not making money, it's just an idea. If you're not making money, every insecurity that you have, my family, my friends are saying, you'll never make it. Oh, you want to get out that apartment? Oh, you want to get that new car? Oh, you want to provide a better life for your family? Requires you to not be afraid to make money. So you have to put yourself in position to be seen, to be taken seriously, to be heard in the right rooms, having the right conversations, who have pocketbooks to pay for whatever your offer is. But that's only if your product, your service, your deliverable is worthy of that price. And to command that price, you have to position yourself accordingly to deserve and earn that price. And don't buck the first time someone says no to you. I'm not paying that. Guess what? They just told you they're not the right one for you. And don't trip and try to let me lower my price. Please buy my product. I just need to get that dopamine hit of my Shopify account saying somebody bought my product. Great. But guess what? They only after tax, well, only five bucks went to your account. Ooh. I'm not playing you. I'm just saying, if we're trying to scale and grow, don't lower your prices. Create a different offer at a lower price. That way, when they get more money, they can pay you more money. If they keep you at that low-hanging price, look how much volume I'm getting. If I can get one person to pay me $1,000 a day versus 1,000 people paying me $1 a month and scaling that out, I would rather take the one person paying me $1,000 because they can pay me more. Now, yeah, there's multiple ways to get to where you want to go. But the first thing you really got to do is position your business to make you money. Followers ain't going to make you money. Ooh, you can do the swipe up feature. I bet you they still ain't paying your website to pay you money. I'm trying to help the black people because when I talk about it in this way, I've had a lot of conversations in the past two years since this pandemic began, all this stuff. And I hear the same thing. They're so focused on the wrong things. And then when it comes to me asking them simple questions, how much money have you made in the last 30 days? What's your plan for 2022? How much money do you need to achieve to get to where you need to be? They get quiet. True, I feel uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about that. Can we talk about my website again? Oh, look at the pictures I designed on Canva. That took me two minutes to make. I don't know why it's not converting. I ain't getting my followers up. It doesn't matter if you're not making money. That's not being rude. That's not being inconsiderate. That's being being understanding that for your business to make an impact that you want, for your business to prove everybody else wrong, literally needs one thing, money, M-O-N-E-Y. And if you're not making money, that's not making you feel small or bad or that you can't get money. That means you haven't done enough to position your business to get you money. And the biggest thing that holds a lot of black businesses down is that we don't ask. We do not ask for help. You know what? No one's going to care if I'm the one writing my content or somebody somewhere else is writing my content. My content just needs to convert. Nobody is going to care what it looks like on the back end at all. Get over yourself. Look, I did it all by myself. You can't have the capacity to make more and scale.
Whatever you think you need to make, you need to make 5X that to to really live your life, to live your best life. You at least need to 5X that. Ooh, look, finally hit six figures. And I guess what? The strategy hack, I'm going to ask you one question. Okay, define that. That could be one zero zero comma zero zero point zero zero one. Yes, you made over six figures, but you based on what the lifestyle you want to live with your business. So it looks like you got a little more work to do. And so it's just understanding that when we talk about what you need to make money and have the tough questions and have the answers, it's not trying to be rude. All of us are trying to figure this stuff out. All of us are going to have to change and adapt based off what the social media trends, whatever the algorithm does, however the audience is, buying trends, all this stuff. This ain't nothing new. One thing that's always held us down is that we don't ask. Get over yourself. There's people who have been where you already been. And if they can save you years, literal years of heartache and pain and suffering, and you just humble yourself and receive what they have to say, guess what? In three months, you can be way ahead of your peers. But also, growth is uncomfortable. Growth, everybody want to grow, but they don't want to put Ooh, in the time and effort and resources to grow. Troy. Woo! I needed this, but let me tell you something. Troy is amazing at what he does, okay? And he just launched his book, Strategize Up. I already ordered my copy. It came in the mail. I'm actually in the process of reading it. Listen to the way he's speaking. If you want to scale and grow your business, I already made six feet, but guess what? That's just a start. There's another level. That's nothing. There's more to this. Get that book on Amazon, okay? You got Prime and get there two days and start learning some strategy to grow your business. Are you hustle and promote my book more than me. I sure do be posting right. I didn't even know you had a book. Him. my guy. <laughs> if no one can find you online, if no one knows you exist, if someone Googles you and you don't show up in search, doesn't matter how amazing your product or service is because no one can find your website, no one can find you. Half the battle to increasing your traffic from your website is understanding what you need to fix on your website in the first place in the hopes of attracting the right people to say yes to start the process of the sales conversations. This is where our friends at Ahrefs comes in handy. Discover optimization opportunities for your website. You'll see which keywords your pages are ranking for. You'll understand how Google sees your content. Visit Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Sign up for the free tool, connect it to your website, and you're all set. Give us one tip outside of your book um, when it pertains to strategy. I would love for you to give the audience something. Give them something that they make them want to go and download this book. My biggest thing, and it's very simple, leverage language to launch. Do you know if when you can learn how to listen and leverage language based off the audience of the room that you're in, you're going to subconsciously gain their confidence, their trust to take whatever the next action is. Do you know how powerful that is when you can develop that skill and when you know how to do that accurately and effectively? That now it don't matter if you're doing sales. It don't matter if you're doing marketing or branding. Because you've leveraged language of the ideal audience that you're trying to get money from, help, serve, impact, evangelize, to, you know, grow your business and connect you to the right people. When you know how to use their language, there's no hesitation. You're going to get that win. It's kind of like, have you, it don't matter if someone said, listen to this podcast episode. It's an hour. When they said, if you listen to this thing for an hour, it's going to help you 10x your business. But the catch is the podcast episode is in French and you don't know how to speak French. So it doesn't matter how many times you hear that episode, you can't take the full benefit of it because it's in a language you don't understand. Now, how many times has someone tried to sell you something, show you something, market to you in a certain way, looking at the brand and whatever, and it doesn't make sense. And when your brain is tired and it's exhausted, they tune out and they're done. You lost them as a customer, as an audience, as a community, as anything. 
But when you learn how to leverage language and be able to really hone in on who you're trying to target, what their pain point is, what their joy point is, and you can serve that up and whatever you offer, whatever product that you serve or sell, whatever, you're going to get that W one way, shape or another. Is that when you have these conversations, when you on stages, I'm not here to pitch or sell you anything because I know what I do and I know it works. I have that conviction. I have that confidence that I'm going to be consistent in my delivery of my conviction and my confidence. That creates opportunity and that moves people to command someone to see you in a certain way and a certain perception to grow. And if you're not a buyer, that's not a loss for me. I'm going to switch so fast. It's going to be night and day. If you're not a buyer, you can be an advocate. And if you're not an advocate, everybody could be an elevator. And that's why I like to say the relationship status of beta in the book, where it's buyers, advocates, and elevators, taking away the pain point of when I'm in sales conversation, if they're not going to buy my product, I feel you didn't fail. Every time you have a sales conversation, you're going to get better at your pitch. You're going to find out what worked. You're going to find out what didn't work. And that's going to make you a better salesperson next time. And if they don't want to buy, they can be an advocate and help you connect with someone else who wants to buy. And if they don't want to be an advocate, everybody be an elevator and like your post, follow your content, subscribe to your newsletter. It's always a win. There is no loss in sales. It's just knowing where to put them once the sales conversation is over. Man, oh man. Buyer, advocate, or elevator. We all need those in our lives. That's good money. That's good money. You got to have a discernment to be able to figure out who they are. But you got to know where you're called to be. You know, I'm a man of faith and I talk about it. There's a story in the Bible about a man who was called to a certain brook. And when he got to the brook, there was a raven there to give him provisions. What does that mean to you? You all are called to a certain area of service and there are people waiting on you. People waiting on you. Now, here's the problem with that. For example, you all sell beef hot dogs. You got the best beef hot dogs, but you're around vegans trying to sell your goods, trying to serve them. And they're telling you no. So you're thinking, oh, man, I'm a failure. This ain't working. Guess what? You're in the wrong place. You haven't identified that. But instead of shifting the conversation and asking them, hey, do you know anybody who might be a good candidate for my product, for my beef hot dogs? You getting down and out, man. I'm no good. Don't nobody want my stuff. And so now you start playing small. Thinking you're a failure. All the while, you were going to the wrong marketplace. You got to identify this stuff, man. Good money, Troy. I'm just, I'm just taking it all in. Just letting the stage breathe a little bit. But thank you so much, Feds Troy, for coming in and pouring it to all of us. You have to be a student of the business. Continuous student. Never arrive. I'm in the back writing, taking notes. Taking notes. And you are absolutely right, Troy, when you said presenting your solution back to your ideal audience, your ideal customer and knowing who that person is, because then all it is, is just helping them, right? You're like, here's what you told me that you need. And that starts by asking questions and why you do want to ask a lot of questions and, and get to know this person to understand who they are at, at, at the front end, because then all you're doing is saying, you're telling me you need this. Here's your problem. Here's your goal. Let me help you. I, I have that thing that you need. And I'm just presenting it back to you in that same language, just like you said. So now it's just like, we found the solution together. Let's kind of move forward in this relationship so we can you know, reach our goals. And like you said early on, you're not having to sell, sell, sell because when somebody's coming to you and you're already showing up with that clarity, conviction consistently, they already know what you're about. And they're just like, hey, let's find out the solution together. Like, did you find that you had to get comfortable sharing some of those things? I realized my biggest thing, I was doing all the right things, but it was going to the wrong people. Mm. Yeah. And to be honest, again, there's a difference. <laughs> yeah. 
There's a difference between people who give you digital accolades. You need it. We all need it. Yes, we especially need it. But when you're in business, you also need people to pay you that green, that M-O-N-E-Y. So if the people who are giving you all the accolades aren't also the people who are going to give you the dollars and cents, you have to separate that in your mind. And for me, I had to dig deep within myself. And I said, all this great community. And it's not that maybe they don't want to buy. Maybe they can't afford it. Or maybe they don't need it. They don't have a demand for it. That's perfectly okay. But that means I have to leave this situation to go into a different situation. And that is extremely uncomfortable because it feels like I got to do my business all over again. My connections have run dry. My sales connections, all these different things. I got to start over. I don't got time to start over. I don't want to do that no more. But in business, you're always evolving. So your marketing and sales strategies should have always been modifying and optimizing and switching and looking at the data and saying, oh, we're seeing a massive shift. We got to swerve, do something different. But now it might be more apparent than it's ever been. I need to have something in always continuation, always in momentum. Like I said, you're never done marketing. You're never done selling. And let me be clear. The act of selling shouldn't be perceived as conniving and manipulative. Yes, there's examples yes. of that, but we got to leave that somewhere. Selling is literally you. It's a great opportunity to come to someone saying, you have pain. Let me help you. Let me take away your mm -hmm. pain. And it costs this much. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Yeah.